This message is produced by the Transformation Edge Church. We believe you'll be inspired and transformed by it. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable. We'll praise you tonight, Father. We honor you, we adore you. Oh, there's no one else in this world that deserves all the praise like you. You're a king, you're a father, you're a lover. You're a standby. You're a maker. You are the most high God. And yet you love us so much. We praise you. We praise you. So tonight as we hear your word, break our walls down. As we hear your word, open the floodgates of our heart. Let us be able to pour our praises unto you. I praise you tonight. Be lifted up, be honored, but praised forever. That wherever this message will be preached or heard, your presence will be felt so strongly. In the name of Jesus, honor you, God. And as we speak your word. We believe for healing. We believe for revival. We believe, Father, for faith upon those who hear your word. In the name of Jesus. Faith to be healed. Faith to be delivered. Faith to be set free. In the name of Jesus, we honor you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight I'm talking on what I've titled Seven Times Hotter. How would it feel if the summer in Australia, which the average temperature is usually about 34, 35 degrees, right? About that. It all of a sudden becomes seven times hotter. We're fried. We're done. We're toasted. You know, at times in, in, in our lives, we feel like the things happening within, in, in our world has been turned up for your sake. That is seven times hotter. And you feel like the, the war going on has been designed against you. That is so hot, you don't know how to deal with this issue right now. Times we feel that this sickness will ever be taken away, you know. God, where are you when I need you now? It feels seven times hotter. You know what? At times the devil tries and continues to try and turns up the heat against you. That you're trying to come out of a particular debt and, the, and you find yourself still wallowing in it. And even keep. And the interesting thing is that every time you apply for credit card, they give you. <laughs> um, but you, you can't even pay. 
For some reason, the system, the system cannot detect that you, you don't have the capacity to pay your credit card, but they still approve you for $50,000, $80,000, $700,000 credit. And you can't pay. And the interesting thing about you is that you keep using it anyway. For a moment, you call it a blessing. But very quickly, you realize that you've been too far into the hole. And it feels like the interest rate has been increased just because you are owing. Become seven times hotter. And you heard about this particular issue that happens to other people and you felt like it was too far from your world. And all of a sudden it starts happening to you and you're feeling, oh God, is this how it feels? This one feels really worse than every other person has imagined or experienced it. It feels seven times hotter. Seven times hotter. And the uh, figure seven represents perfection. Oh, perfection in a sense, but completeness is not in another sense. And completeness also implies the highest it can go. So in other words, you are the maximum of whatever fire you are in. It's been turned up and turned up. But can you remind yourself tonight that I just remembered I'm, a, I'm still a child of God. I'm a child of God. I belong to God. I'm not on my own. Although it's seven times hotter, I'm not on my own. An interesting thing is that regardless of how hot it is, You're not burning. You're not burning out. You're still here. You're still alive. And at times we can force a smile off your face and you still get it. And at times the devil has so tormented you through the things that you think, the things, the way that we, are, we, we, we perceive things in our lives and we feel like, oh God, it's, it's over. And at times we start to ask ourselves, what, have I, what did I do? Actually, you start to think about your great-grandfather who was not a Christian. And you're thinking, this problem might be, coming, this problem might be a generational cause. Or you think about people that you've had relationship with, you feel like, oh, well, I kind of got into a contract with the devil. Regardless of what you think about yourself, yet you're still a child of God. Come on. Come on. You still belong to God. You're God's property. Say to someone, you're God's property. You're God's property. Oh, let them hear it. Let your spirit hear it. I am God's property. It's true. And you just need to know that. I'm God's own. Say it any way you like. I belong to him. He's my handler. He owns me. And you know what? You can only say that if you honestly and genuinely give yourself up to him. Is he Lord? You know, we've talked about him being Lord. 
and a few of our messages. Is he the Lord of your life? Is he for real Lord? Or you're just faking it when you say he's Lord? You know? So if he's the Lord of your life like you say he is, then don't be ashamed to go, I belong to you, God. You know, he's not the kind of Lord that just lords it over you and make you suffer. He's the one that sits by you and go, we are in this together. Let's collaborate. Let's walk together. Let's walk together. Praise God. Daniel. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. The book of Daniel, chapter number three. And we know the story about these three Hebrew guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were just on their own, nice guys, just worshiping God, you know, standing up for their faith and going, you know, we really love God. But there are people around them who don't like the, the freedom that they enjoy. They don't like the freedom that they enjoy. And in, in fact, actually, it sounded like the whole city didn't like the freedom they enjoy. And they thought, you know what, we're going to report you. The king sounds his trumpet so that you can bow before his golden statue. And here you are, you refuse to bow. I know the king can't see you, but we've got the king's ears. We're going to tell on you. You've been enjoying some freedom, but all of a sudden things are turning against you. How come? And you're wondering, why, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? I'll say to someone, it's for God's glory. So, but how, how can God get glory out of my suffering? Why would God wants me to go through difficult situation just so that he's glorified. No, 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 no. He doesn't make you go through difficult situation to get his glory out of you because if he's that way, then where is his love? Because that's not, that's not a God of love that I know who just watches his children suffer. No, God does not watch his children suffer. Because everything you ever need for life and godliness has already been delivered to you. So the question is, do you know? Because if he's already given everything you ever require, if he's already saved you, if he's already made you whole, is it still his fault that you're suffering? Are you still here? It's just like a child who you already put food on the table for, and you're going... Food is there, your favorite meal. And it's going, oh yeah, but I'm still hungry. So, but you've not even started your food. Eat. Yeah, I will. But I'm really very hungry. If you were the dad, what would you do? Or the, or the mom, what would you do? All right, when you're ready to eat, you eat. The food is there. So, but who will open it for me? Just open it. 
open the dish. It's there. Just start eating. Get the spoon. Get the, you know, the knife, whatever. Start eating. And then they look at the knife and look at the, the dish. And they look at you and say, but dad, I'm really very hungry. And what would you do? I can help you, Nadia. I can help you. I really want you to eat. And I've prepared a table before you. Regardless of what's going on around you, I've prepared a table before you. But you're still crying. I'm still hungry. Yeah, but eat. <laughs> Come on. Pick up the spoon. And at times, you know, that's how we are. Because God has already made available for us everything we ever need for life and godliness. And all we still do is just to whinge and complain. Because, you know, it's easier to criticize. It's easier to just whinge than to be grateful. It's easier to look at what you don't have than to identify the things that you already have. Because... In essence, right, the things that you don't have is not in any way, shape, or form compared to the things that you have. So we whinge. And at times, some of us just like to. So, but why me? Why me? Why you is because God has already provided everything for you. And the question is, what are you doing about it? And at times, it's not just about your physical, the physical things happening in your life. At times, it's just your spiritual life as well. And you're going, but, but God, it feels like you're not answering my prayer. God is saying, there's no prayer left to answer. I've answered everything. Actually, I've even answered the ones that you've not prayed. And that's why I sent Jesus. I answered it even before you came into, life, into the world. So just before we start going, God, why, why do you enjoy your children suffering? Ask yourself, are you opening the gift that God has given to you? The gift of life, the gift of eternal life, actually. Are you? But still, at times, on the other hand, there's some of us who still goes, go through very difficult times, very tough times. Very tough times. And you're wondering, so what is this? But I like those who don't look at God and go, God, this is your fault. At times they look at themselves and go, you know what? I don't know where this is coming from. But the devil has no power over my business. Are you still here? It's true. You know, direct the blame to who it belongs. Because at times when we turn around and blame God for what is happening in our lives, do you know that's actually cowardice? Because God is soft, God is easy. You can easily blame him. You're a coward. Blame the devil. Why? Because the devil comes up and shows himself like a roaring, like a roaring lion, but he's not. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. A roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. What do you do in the face of a roaring lion? You run. Huh? Right? You run. But the Bible says, stand firm. But our response is, is that we run. 
And instead, we look at the Father and say, you are not saving me. But the Father already said, stand firm. He's like a roaring lion, but he's not. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But the devil is like, he's a copycat. He has no ability, he has no capacity to wreck any evil against you. So if he throws sickness on your body, what do you do instead? Do you go, oh God, you see, I'm dying. What, what do you do? Do you stand or do you run? Do you give up and go, oh God, yeah, they say, I've got three months to leave. Okay, I'm just going to wait here. God, can you see I'm dying? So what are you going to do, God? God is not going to do anything because he's already done everything that he's got to do. He's giving you life, eternal life. Do you know what eternal life is? Eternal life is not just a long, long, long life. You get it? Because if it was just a long, long, long life, on the kind of life that you're living right now, it's useless. You get Of course. Do you want to live like this, the way you are living right now, forever? No, that's not eternal life. Eternal life is about the quality of life. It, it includes the, longe- the longevity of life. But it's the quality of life. And it's not just about quality as we know it. It's about the God life. Which the Bible calls Zoe. The God life. The God kind of life. Are you still here? And that was why Jesus said in John chapter 15. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. I am the vine. Say that with me. I am the vine. And that's what Jesus said, right? And you are the branches. So tell me, the life that runs through the stem. Is it not the same life that runs through the branches? And which of the part of the tree blossoms. Is it the stem or the branches? You see, you become the glory of God when you blossom. There's no glory to God if you are suffering under sickness. Whereas the Bible tells us that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. So God wants the knowledge of his glory. Hey, come on. God wants the knowledge of his glory to cover the earth. To cover the earth. To cover the earth. He wants you to show his glory. He wants the whole world to know that you are his glory. Are you still here? So he supports you blossoming. Not your sickness. Not your poverty. Not your death in credit cards. No, 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 no. He wants you to blossom. He wants you to. And he's done everything you ever need. He connected you to the vine. Are you still here? He connected you. He calls you the branch. The branch. We, we should be proud. We should, we should understand where we belong in God. We are the branches. Amen. We are the branches. Do you know why? Because the, the health, the way the branches look, tells the health of the tree. Oh, come on. Are you still here? If the, branch, the, the leaves are falling off, the branches, and, and it's not growing any fruit, or even the fruits just fall off drops before they really mature, you say the, the, the tree is dead, right? It's sick. But can Jesus be sick? Do you, do you, can you realize now why he says, if you bear fruit... 
He will cut you so that you bear more. But if you don't, he cuts you off. Why? Because he does not want you to be identified. <laughs> the sickly. Because your, your fruit, your, the way you look, tells, the, the, tells how the health of the tree. And Jesus is all healthy. <laughs> Amen. It's all healthy. So if you're in bearing fruit, you look sickly, he cuts you off. Because you're not walking by faith. You're not, you're not grafted in properly. You're in but out. Are you still here? One moment you confess faith. The other moment you're confessing your fear. And he's saying, where do you belong, man? Where do you belong? You're ambivalent. You know, you're thinking, okay, I love God today. Tomorrow I don't love God. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable. So you are like the, the wind or rather the, 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 the water which the wind moves Toe and fro, you're being tossed here and there. Any idea moves you. Anyone who makes sense becomes your best friend. It makes sense. Whether or not he's God's word becomes your best friend. So what did you say yesterday? Uh, that I will get it when I do this? Yeah, and you go on to it. And then someone else, you know, comes in five minutes later and says, Do you know, I, I just had an idea. I said, what's the idea? Your ears are always itchy to hear the new idea. And all of a sudden... You are investing here and investing there. Because Helen says, here, if you invest here, it's great. Good reward, man. You go, okay, great. I'll invest. How much is it? $500. Great. I don't even have $500, but I'll borrow some more. And then you go to borrow and invest. Next thing, who comes along? Jaden comes along and go, do you know what? That thing you invested in, 500 bucks. Man, you wasted your money. Here is where the real deal is. Until you have nothing left. And what happens? You start to go, oh God, but why did you allow me to waste my money? Why are you blaming God? It's you. You made that decision. Because you're double-minded. Unstable. Unstable. Can't stand by itself. Are you still here? It can't stand by itself. It has to lean on someone for it to stand. So in other words, you are living another person's life. So how does it look today? How does it look tomorrow? So if someone is not talking to you, there's no happiness. You know, you, you, just, you just can't self-regulate. You can't go, God, I'm here. I'm standing right here. You ask me to stand and I'm standing and I'm not moving. I'm not moving, God. Yeah, things around me might not be looking well. It's okay. It is well with my soul. Are you still here? It's okay. It's okay. You know, the, the fire might be turned seven times hotter. It's okay. Oh, did you hear that? Those guys, let, let's read through very quickly. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How lovely are those names. But they weren't their own names originally. They were given those names so that the king can use them. He couldn't deal with their Hebrew names. He had to give, their, give them his own names. So that he can use them. Daniel chapter 3. Verse 8. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone, that everyone who had the astrologers, all right, there are always people who says, who never sees anything that you've done right. And they've all, they all, the only thing that they see around you is what you've always done wrong. So the astrologers came around and said, but you, O king, may you live forever. So they prop him up first with some praise. 
and then they talk into his ears. You know what? Uh, Your Majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flutes, zitha, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the golden image. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown. They are the ones saying, oh king, that's what you said. Whoever does not worship will be thrown, where? Into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews... (laughs) Interesting. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage. Very silly, Nebuchadnezzar. Furious with rage. Yet they are his, you know, they are his team. They are in his own team. The Bible says they were set you know, over the affairs of the king. Right? So what was he meant to do? Call them and go, guys, what's up? What's going on? Let's not embarrass ourselves. Well, let's kind of belong in the same team. No, instead, what did he do? He became furious all of a sudden. Silly man. All right. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego? That you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up now. Do you know, did, did you realize that he didn't wait for their response? He just asked them a question and went on to issue a decree. What did he say? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you're ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately. Immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God, ah, what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? So what God? In other words, I am the biggest right now. If you're thinking about any God, I am the God you see. So what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? And that is the language of an ignorant who always think they are the biggest and best anywhere. All right. 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. How nice. So we don't, we don't even need to respond to you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. How nice. At times when things start to happen, you personalize it. Don't go running, devil. Oh no, devil, you can't touch me. No, just the devil, you are touching God's anointed. You can't touch God's anointed. Because no weapon fashioned against me. Are you still here? It's true. You need to address him. He does not deserve a portion of you at all. Verse 18, he said, but where, even if he does not. How interesting. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when our God will deliver us. Actually, he will deliver us from your hand, your majesty. It became personal. And then in verse 18, he said, even if he does not deliver us. We want you to know that this is a fight between you and us. That's almost what he's implying, isn't it? 
So we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up. We want you to know. I want you to be aware that from today, you demon, you cannot cross the doors to my house. None of my child will be sick on account of you anymore. None of my possession will be touched on account of you. My joy cannot be stolen by you. My peace cannot be disturbed by you. Because the peace that I've got is not the type that the world gives. It was given to me by Jesus. It was one of his parting gifts. Are, are you still here? That was what he said, John chapter 17. He said, my peace I leave with you. Not like the world gives. He said, I leave it. Are you, are you still here? He said, I leave it with you. In other words, I'm not taking it with me. I leave it with you. In other words, leave in my peace. And yet, what, you, what do you do with this peace? You lock it in the cupboard. And you're worried. The devil comes in. Instead of you to get a hold of the peace and go, I'm satisfied with this. You are threatened almost successfully by the devil. It ought not so to be. It shouldn't be that way. You see, after they've told Nebuchadnezzar, he got him even more furious. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude, <coughs> and his attitude toward them changed. But he was furious before, right? The Bible said he was furious earlier. Now this time, he's more furious. How bad can it get? So his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. Usual was good enough. Not one, once or twice hotter, but seven times. Seven times, in other words, to the maximum, to perfection. Seven times hotter than usual. Do you feel the heat already? Are you feeling the heat of that sickness? Are you feeling the heat of that fear? Fear of death? No. Are you feeling it? And what are you saying? Are you backing out to go, oh no, I've got to do what they asked me to do. Or you're going to say, I'm not moving. This is a war between me and you. There's a war going on. There's a war in the heavenlies. All right. But you see, I'm not fighting that war. I'm just standing my ground. That's what I'm doing. And all you know, do when you stand your ground, you look bold. Although inside you're freaking out. But you look bold. Right? You look bold. Who says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weren't freaking out inside? Actually, hear the element of their freak out, right? They said, our God whom we serve will surely save us. And then they realized, what if he doesn't come on time? And then they go, okay, we need to be bold. We need to, you know, soldier on. Come on, let's do it. Let's soldier on. Don't back down now. Even if he doesn't save us. King, this is a fight between you and us. We will not bow. You see, they didn't go, I will not. They said, we will not. They acted as a team. You know who you carry? You carry the Holy Spirit. Are you still here? You have the name of Jesus. And you have the support of the Father. Don't ever, re re don't ever regard yourself as being alone. Because when the devil sees that from your words, he will attack you. You carry the Spirit. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you. 
Did you hear it? It's a greater. So in other words, regardless of what you see, the one in you is greater. You know, at times, don't just read the scripture and, read, and skim read it. No, please don't. Because you, you're missing out. It's as good as just saying twinkle, twinkle, little star and getting read. Right? Because you really are not thinking about it. Don't skim the scripture. Every word was inspired. Every word. And the one that is meant for you, sit with it and think about it. Do you know why David at times writes a psalm and halfway through it, he writes, you know, in the, psalm, in the book of Psalm, they go, Selah. In other words, wait and ponder on it. Just pause and think about this. Let it soak. Are you still here? Let it soak. So when the scripture says, greater is he that is in you. First and foremost, what's the, word, what's the first word? Greater. So regardless of what you see around you, it said, greater is he. That is where? In you. He didn't say that is with you. He didn't say that works with you. He is in you. What's he doing in you? To just pass time? It's up to you. It's up to you. Do you know the disciples were in the same boat with Jesus and Jesus was asleep? You remember? Jesus was asleep. And the boat was almost capsizing. And they did everything, professionals, in their power to steady the boat. It wasn't. The wind was beating it up and down. And then they went to Jesus and said, don't you care? Rude disciples. Very rude ones. said, don't you care that we perish? In other words, you're sleeping, Jesus. In the midst of all these troubles, you're sleeping. Who does that? And Jesus must have pointed out, I'm not the first person. Jonah did it too. Praise God. Who does that? Everyone is perishing and you're sleeping. Don't you care that we perish? And Jesus woke up straight away and he did not look at them. He made it a personal issue and went, peace. He spoke to the wind and the waves and he stopped right there. And then they looked at him and said, who is this person that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this person? Do you know through Jesus' life on earth, they ever always wondered, who is this person? Can I ask you not to ever lose your wonder? Don't lose it. In other words, every time expect a miracle. Every time expect a miracle. Don't, don't, don't go to bed without a miracle. Don't let it go without a miracle. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. So who is this person? Even the wind and the seas obey him. They obey him. So greater is he that is in you. Greater is he. He. He that is in you. Than he does in the world. He's greater. So if he's greater, I'm, I'm safe. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. 
Are you dwelling? Are you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? You know why he called it a secret place? It's not a place where you can't see. No, it's a place of safety. Are you still here? It's a secret place, a place of safety. The whole world might see you, but they can't touch you. Are you here? The devil will see you. The only thing you'll be saying is, oh, well, God, it's because he's on your palm. That's why I can't touch him. You just let him down. And God is saying, but I, I tattooed him. I didn't just place him. I tattooed this guy on my palm. I can't let go. I said, well, we can rob him off. No, it's tattoo. It's the apple of my eye. I can't pluck my eyes out for you. You get it? That's how engrafted you are as God's child. So regardless of how hard it is, get to know your place. Where is your place? Even if it's seven times hotter. Come on. Even if it's seven times hotter, you belong to him. Look at these guys. Look at, look at him. All right. So he ordered the furnace, heated seven times hotter than usual, and commanded some of the strongest, some of the strongest soldiers as though these three guys were going to run away. They weren't running. They meant it. So he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent. In other words, do it now. Do it now. Just do it. And they did. It was so urgent. And the furnace so hurt that the flames of the fire Are you still here? The flames of the fire, it didn't hurt them. It was no one degree, second degree, third degree burns. It killed them. That was how angry the king was. You know how the devil throws things at you as though he's his last punch? He wants to knock you out completely, that you can feel the heat. He started gradually and he sees your feet is tingling. God said, you, I'm coming for you. And you're thinking, you can't do anything. Say, I'm throwing it at you. You say, you can't do anything. It didn't take your job. And he's wanting to hear you speak. And he's waiting for something. You are speaking, but he's waiting for something. He's just waiting for some doubt from you. You know what he said to Jesus? He said, Jesus, you're hungry, aren't you? You're hungry, right? He said, how about turn the stones into bread? Turn the stones into bread. Is that something bad to do anyway? It wasn't bad to do. But Jesus said, hey. Man shall not live by bread alone. He said, okay, all right, then you got me. Let's do something else. Okay, how about you come up to this high pinnacle and jump from there? Jump from there. You know the Bible says in the book of Psalm that he will give his angels charge over you. That's Psalm 90 or 91. That he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That's a good Psalm. The devil took it. The devil took God's word against you. And Jesus said, hey, Come on, you can't tempt the Lord your God. He said, all right then, all right, okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. You don't get this. Come. Then he took him to a very high mountain and said, look at all the riches of the world. I'll give this to you. All you need to do is just bow before me. He said, no, 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 you don't even have to do deep bowing. Just do it a little bit. Just bend your head. That's, That's enough for me. You know, at times we still bow through the things that we do. We still bow through compromise. We still bow. The devil is not looking for a deep bow, a total 
commitment. No, he's just looking for just that one minute commitment. Just that one little compromise. You know? And in your heart, you're saying, but God. And they say, but God is not here. He's not seeing you. Oh, after all, you can go and ask for forgiveness of sin. It's, it's okay, just do it now. Just do it. Don't forget he uses the scriptures. Huh? The Bible tells us that uh, the devil even appears as an angel of light. But he's not. So in other words, he can pose as anything. Just to deceive you. And the purpose of deceiving you, Jesus already told us, is to steal, to kill, and to annihilate completely. To get rid of you. Same here. The devil's fury, king's fury, was so hot that the people who were carrying out his command were slaughtered by his fury. Slaughtered. Slaughtered. And you, are, you, are you still here? That was what was prepared against you. But people who were trying to carry out the devil's command on his behalf got it. Right? They, they got it hard. Oh, they didn't live to tell the story. <laughs> they got it hard. They got it hard. And then after that, what, what happened? Then the king's command was so urgent and fair and so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing, firmly tied. In other words, even if you could escape, you can't now because you are tied up. And they fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement. How nice. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Oh, 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 weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, Look, I see four men walking. Oh, am I going crazy? I can see four. We threw three, right? Let's count them. One, two, three. But four. He said, can you see what I see? He said, yeah. We, uh, yeah. They look like four. Okay. It's either you guys are crazy and I'm dreaming. Or it's true. He said, I see four men walking around in the fire unbound. How come the devil himself is telling the glory of God with what has happened? He said, well, they called it cancer, but now it's, I don't know what it is anymore. It's disappeared. I, I don't know what they called it. They called it, you know, um, fibroid. But, but, but the swelling that you used to feel has just gone down. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but, but this is what I can see. What have you been taking? I tell you what I've been taking. I've been taking God's word. That's what I've been taking. I've been confessing God's word over my life. I know who I am. I belong to God. I am what he says I am. You know, at times, that's all the medication you need to take. And that's not to say you don't take the medication so that they don't blame you later, all right? Keep taking the, the hospital medication. It's okay. And at times, God puts his hand upon those medications to work in your body. You understand? But don't forget the place of the most important medication, which is God's word. Amen. 
So while you are taking the medication you've been given at the hospital, take it mixed with God's word. In the name of Jesus, you're going into my body and nourish them. Hallelujah. All right. He said, look, I see four men walking around in fire, unbound, unhemmed, and thought looks like a son of the gods. In the King James Version, he calls it the son of man. And the son of man, who was always referred to as the son of man? Jesus. I see the fourth person. I see Jesus in the fire. How did he get in? Actually, he got there before him. He got there before them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego may not have seen him, but he was waiting for them. Guys, don't lose hope now. Don't lose heart now. I know he's 27 times hotter. It's okay. That's where I'm a professional. Uh, come on. Are you still here? Jesus said, you know, God said of Jesus, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And when he said, hear ye him, he didn't talk only to humans. Are you still here? That was why the wind and the seas obeyed him. That was why even fishes obeyed him. He spoke to every living thing. Hear ye him. And that is why your finances will obey him. Your body will obey him. Anything going on in your life that is turned up seven times hotter will obey him. It will. It will. Because the name of Jesus surpasses every other name. And there is power in the name of Jesus. So Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most, what? <laughs> servants of the most high God. In Hebrew, they call it El Elyon. All of a sudden, you re- recognized there was a higher God. First and foremost, you remembered when he said, let us see what God would deliver you out of my hand. But now, because he saw miracle, what is he saying? Servants of the Most High God. You know what? The confession of others will change on account of your belief, of your faith, and of God's deliverance in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Now he's their best friend, all of a sudden. Ah, so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not, the fire had not, the fire had not hammed them, their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes weren't scorched, and there was, there was no smell, my goodness, there was no smell of fire on them. What do you call that? They were protected. Did you realize that God did not deliver them from the fire? He delivered them in the fire. He protected them, not from going into the fire, but right in the fire. And at times you're wondering, but why am I here? God can do anything. If your faith is strong enough, just hold on for a little little while. Hold on, hold on. And at times, is God calling you in? Come ye, Father. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid now. It's getting seven times hotter. I'm perfect in doing this kind of thing. You come. Come. Join me here. And let's get some glory on you. 
What would you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego after this time? Oh, they will be held high. Come on. Praise God. Numbers 23, 23. Are you still here? What did he say? Ah, there is no divination against Jacob. No evil omens against Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and of Israel, see what God has done. You know, can, can, can we read it from, uh, from the New Living Translation? You like this. You like this. New Living Translation. Ah, did, did you see that? Say, no curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. Are you still here? You know, when he talks about Jacob, he's not just talking about the man Jacob. He's talking about the lineage of, of Jacob, which is Israel. And the lineage of Israel is the lineage of the church. And we're called the spiritual Israel. We are not the natural Israel, but we're called the spiritual Israel. It says there is no curse. No curse can touch Jacob. So they might say, well, it is your great-grandfather sin that is your problem. You know, this thing is running in your bloodline. What is, what is God saying? No curse can touch Jacob. Are, are you still here? He said, and no magic has any power against Israel. And you are the Israel of the Lord. He said, no magic has any power against you. No magic. No divination. No calling of names can have any effect on you. You know, someone was saying to me yesterday, and we were just having a crack, you know, a joke. You know, how in some movies, you know, uh, you send some money to pe some people, and in some weird magical witchcraft way, uh, they use the money because it's coming from you to curse you, and then at the end of the day, you start to go down while they're progressing or something. And I just laughed, and I said, ah, my, if, uh, if my money ever goes into their hand, my money is a time bomb. It will blast the silliness out of your head. It's true. Why? Because there is no curse that can touch Jacob. And no magic has any power against Israel. Let's do one more. Isaiah 54, verse 14. In righteousness, say that with me, in righteousness, you will be established. Ah. So in righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. In other words, no one can bully you into anything. Not even sickness can bully you. Not death can bully you. No fear can bully you. It's a, in righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing. Say with me, nothing. nothing. Ah, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. Terror will be far from, far removed. It will not come near you. Oh, say that with me. It will not come near me. Not at all. Now think about something. That is a scripture that you can chew on anytime. You know, anytime you've got to take that medication, open to this scripture and say, I will be in righteousness. I will be established. Tyranny will be far from me. I will have nothing to fear. Terror will be removed far from me. It will not come near me. Okay? 
But you see, we're saying that as a promise. But this is what God has given to us. So instead of going uh, in righteousness, I will. No. I am established in righteousness. Ha! Ah! Oh, you, because we have to say it in the now. Because this was way before Jesus. Right? When Jesus came onto the scene, the promises were fulfilled. Hallelujah. You say, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness. Right? And transferred. Did you hear the word transferred? He didn't say transferring. He said transferred. It's done. Hallelujah. He said in righteousness, then you can take the medication. This is the medication, right? He said in righteousness, I will. Oh, no, 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 no. I am established. Tyranny is far from me. I will I'll have nothing to fear. Terror is far removed from me. It doesn't come near me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, after saying that, you speak in tongues a little bit. All right? You, you pray in the spirit a little bit. Let it soak. Let it soak. Let it soak. In the name of Jesus. Let it soak. Let it soak. Let it soak, let it soak, let your spirit be, be ablaze with it. Although the enemy may turn the fire up seven times hotter, but you are turning it up from the inside. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So when that has settled, it's time to take the, the second part of the medication. Are, are you here? The next one. Next one. He said, oh, <laughs> yeah, this is God talking to you. He said, if anyone does attack you, he said, it will not be my doing. Are you still here? He said, it will not be my doing. So if it's not his doing, that means they're fighting against him. If anyone does attack you, if anything whatsoever attacks you, whatsoever, whatsoever, he said, well, that sickness comes once in a month. Whatsoever, whatsoever. You see, every time when, when I'm, I'm having my, my period, I always have this pain that feels like it's, it's going to kill me. No, no, no. It ends now. Whatsoever, whatsoever, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. That's 1 John chapter, four, chapter 5, verse 4. But we're still here. He said, if anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. That's what God is saying. He said, whoever attacks you will surrender to you. <laughs> whoever attacks you will surrender to you. How nice. That is the next part, right? That's the second pill that you've just taken. You, you see that? The second pill. You are, you are reigning in that word. You are taking it and gulping it with praying in the spirit a little bit. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one. Let's take the third pill. All right. It says, see, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for his work. Don't, 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 don't leave it here. See, it is I. God is saying, I'm the one who created the blacksmith who fans the coal into flame and forges a weapon fit for his work. In other words, wherever those weapons are made, I see where they're coming from. I created the ones who forms, who decided to form those weapons. 
He said, I created the one, but who made the decision to form those weapons? He said, so I know where they're coming from. I know how they're made. And that is why he said, next one. And it is I who have created destroyer to wreak havoc. Okay. And then he went. He said, but for you, no weapon formed against you will prevail. And that is not to say they, will bring it, they won't bring it to you. They will bring it to you. It will seem as though they're prevailing. But he's saying, hold on to my word. No weapon formed against you. He's not saying it will not be formed against you. The problem, I call your name over it ten times. It doesn't matter. He said, no weapon. No weapon. No weapon formed against you will prevail. And you will refute. You will refute every tongue that accuses you. Say, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Declares the Lord. If I were you tonight, I'll, I'll go home bubbling in my spirit, taking this home. Let this sit in your spirit for the next couple of days. Actually, let it sit for the rest of your life because this is your heritage. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It might be seven times hotter, but you are hotter than that. In your presence, it's, it's, it's cold. It's frozen. The, the fire is not hot enough to quench the ability of the Holy Spirit. It's not hot enough. You see, it might feel like, well, everything is, is upending your life. You, you're almost done. Uh-uh. Just hold on. Hold on a little while longer. You're above. You're above. Oh, Jesus said to the, to, the, to the people, he said, he that is above, he that is from above is above all. Are you still here? He said, he that is from above is above all. And you know where we belong in Christ? We are the branches. <laughs> we are the branches. The Bible tells us, as he is, so are we in this world. And you know, we read it last time. He said, we all will open face, beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord. Are being transformed from one glory unto another, even as by the Lord, the Spirit. We are being transformed. We are being transformed. Can we stand on our feet? We are being transformed. 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 Because as he is, so are we. And he said, we do not yet know what we shall be. But when he comes, we shall be like him. When he appears, we shall be like him. Like him. Because then we'll start to recognize, oh, wow. I didn't know that I was just exactly like Jesus. I didn't know. I didn't know. So don't give up now. Don't give up now. Don't let any situation, don't let any hazard, don't let any fear rid you of your faith. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Be happy to walk into it. And say, the, the devil is going, you know what? I've got you. He said, it's okay. You want to have all of me? <laughs> ah, you want, oh man, you know what, who you are playing with? You want to have all of me? Because you can't. You can't. The greater one lives on the inside of me. You can't. He's playing with your mind. You say, you, you, oh well, you're playing with my mind, but my spirit, my spirit is there. You know what? My, it, the, the fire starts to bubble from your spirit. There's a prayer that I pray most of the time. 
you know, I pray the prayer like this. That my mind, you are subject to my spirit. And my spirit, you are subject to the spirit of God. My mind is subject to my spirit. So the mind might just be running rampage. Let your spirit bring it back. Hold it down and say, come mind. You are subject to God's spirit inside of me. And my spirit is subject to the word of God. Subject to the word of God. My spirit is soaked by the word of God. Soaked in. Soaked in. We soak we, like sponge. We're soaking in God's word. We're soaking in God's word. As you're standing, I can feel faith in this room. I can feel faith in this room. And I'm not sure where, where, where that sickness or that fear or that trouble is. But whatever represents it in your life right now, I, I want you to take your hand and put it right there and, and, and just declare God's word over it. In the name of Jesus. 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 This has no power over me. It has no power over me. This sickness is not unto death. It has no power over me. It's for the glory of God because I belong to God. I am God's own. I am God's own. The greater one lives on the inside of me. His name is Jesus. He is the most high God. He's higher than all things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I can feel, I can feel, I can feel that, that sensation. That sensation is, is lifting. It's, come on. Yeah, there's a sensation inside your body. It's, it's heating up gradually, 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 gradually. You're warming up. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And it's saying, the Holy Spirit is saying, that is my healing going through your body. And you start to feel it. You say, Grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of it. And take my word in you. And be inundated by my word, says the Spirit of God. Don't let the devil steal your healing. Take a hold of it, says the Spirit of God. Say, because I've already given it to you. The healing is the children's bread. It belongs to you. You lost it once before. Don't lose it again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I, I, I can hear that guy. That guy. I'm not sure where you are right now, but I can hear that there is healing on your knee. You've been having pain on that knee for three months. And he's been stiffening up to the point where you really can't move it. But right now, the Holy Spirit is saying, you're healed because there is faith in you to be healed. So, so start to move that knee. That, that knee is healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, there's this other person. You know, it's a lady, you're wearing red right now. You're wearing red. You've been having this pain on your chest. And you've been thinking about going to the hospital to go check it out. But you're scared what they might tell you. That is a heart condition. But from this very moment, you're healed. That pain is relieved. That pain is relieved. 
because you grab the word of faith that we've been speaking, that pain is relieved. That pain is relieved. And there's a man, you're wearing a heart right now. You're wearing a heart. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the only reason why you wear a heart is because you're hiding a growth in your head. You're hiding a growth because you think, you know, when you take the heart off, most people will look at the growth and think, what is this? So you are embarrassed by it. The Holy Spirit is saying right now you're healed. That the growth in three days will disappear from your head. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. There is an open door. Praise you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. The message you've heard was produced by the Transformation Edge, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website, www.thetransedge.com, or you may contact us via email to frontdesk at thetransedge.com or on Facebook, The Trans Edge Church. You may wish to call us on 02-4731-2419. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable.